Hello. Thank you for your overwhelming support for the first episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode just as much as you did the first one. Thank you. And happy listening. Welcome to the Hand to Mouth podcast. Today, the guest is Swapnadeep Dutta. Swapna is a good friend of mine. We met in college five years ago. Was it five years ago, Swapna? Almost six years now. Yeah, almost six years, right? Yes. Come, come May, it'll be six years. Exactly. Sir. Oh, I remember. Oh, July. Uh, I think. The first day in the hostel, I had tied my luggage to Swapnadeep's bed. and the time i came back from college my ge- my luggage was somewhere else like my suitcases and all and i realized that i had tied it to this guy's bed this came out to me saying hey, you should not have tied it to my bed you remember that no 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 it was still tied to the bed yeah it was still tied to the bed <laughs> Damn, bro. that's how that's how we met right that's how we met now yes yes so yeah swapnadeep is one of the best particular bakery guys i have ever worked with We, we were classmates for three years. We were hostelmates for over a year, and and we then, trained together at the Obra. Oh yeah, that's true too. We trained together at the Obra too. We stayed together for six months in this small house, like a room, just bed. We had only a bed for ourselves, right? Yes, yes, just a bed. Yeah, it was nice having your uncle and aunt so close to us. So. Yeah, that was a good part. That was a good part. But the other part, like traveling from traveling in Kolkata metro for like. From from Tallgrounds all the way to Esplanade, standing in the water line. Yeah, standing, dude. That was something completely new to me. You know, like coming from Bangalore, where I stopped the auto and the auto guys and ask them where do you where do I tell them where I want to go. And the auto guy decides he wants to go or not, and he's like, I don't give a fuck. He goes away. Yeah, that that's uh, that was yeah. different. It is in Calcutta. You basically auto run on particular routes. <laughs> I didn't so, know that, man. I didn't know that. So you, you don't need to decide. The auto just like runs from place A to place B. If you want to go to a place, you have to go via place B and catch a different auto from there. <laughs> that's it's true. Really like that's, that's true. It's almost like a bus. It's like a uh, an organized taxi system, you know. Yeah, sort of. You can say that. It's sort of, and I enjoyed that. I, I, it's something which I found very unique. Like it would be very common to the people in Kolkata, but for me it was completely new. So, Prabhna, like, how did you start, or how, when did you choose to become a chef, man? Okay, I didn't exactly choose. It was like uh, cooking naturally came. Uh, hmm. I started doing some things at home, helping my mother in the kitchen. and okay. then slowly taking a learning new recipes watching a lot of cookery shows especially I remember master of australia to begin same, with same same even i was like master chef fanatic you know i watched season 1 to 4 like religiously i never missed an episode exactly it was like a ritual every day yeah it was inspirational man the things that they were doing with food 
that's that's when i opened my mind like i was on the part to become an engineer i said i was i was really interested in becoming an engineer too but when they saw like master and all the food networks and people were saying that you can own a restaurant i was like okay this is an interesting idea i might actually choose it end up choosing this so how about you like how did master chef inspire you so just watching the show like then trying out things maybe from it with the help of my mother in her at like at home okay and then eventually slowly on the net learning new recipes and just trying it out okay so when did you start doing all of this like for me i, I started think, when i was in 12 no no mine started long back i think when i was in 7 or 8 or maybe even before that oh you so my mom was relatively scared at that time like when i was working on the range at that time at a young age oh okay obviously i remember <laughs> i even even remember burning myself by pouring hot tea i think when i was in the 6th or 7th grade oh just the day before the exam oh that 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 just got hurt bro Yeah, yeah. So I just poured hot tea all over myself, my belly, my thighs. <laughs> and it was really difficult to go to a school next day to give the exam. Like it wasn't a very serious burn, but then yeah, it it's pain. It hurts, man. Burn hurts. Yeah. Like right now, I have lost all sensitivity for heat, almost all sensitivity for heat on my right hand. But still, it's my still hands are still burnt. So, but I don't feel the pain as much as I used to feel. But still, burn it burns your hand. Yeah, so it exactly started quite like quite early for me. Oh yeah. And then I started baking around I think when I was in ten. Maybe I'm not sure exactly. I don't remember it now. You've been baking for so long. You've been baking for so long that you don't remember it, you know? Yes, because I just <laughs> that's when I got my oven, and then I started off the first thing I baked. I think was naan patai cookies. Yes, naan patai cookies. Okay. So that was the first. That was the that the recipe was from the the microwave cookbook itself. Okay, so like nothing else. So just to start off with. Okay, I yeah. I I remember me first getting my microwave at home, and I was like, oh man, I wanted to cook something. And I looked to the recipe, and I handed the recipe book to my mom, and I said, mommy, please cook me something. Man. <laughs> and then the then the first good thing I baked the cake which I was made for my mom's birthday. Hmm. So that turned out really good. In fact, the first thing the ramen tais was sort of okay, okay. Okay. But then the cake turned out amazing, and that's how it just started. Like, let's do this. Okay, you 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 decided to pursue this. Yes, like not a, till then it wasn't even possible with just baking and cooking to enjoy. Okay, and the uh, like about pursuing the career that came in much later. Okay. Like um, when I was in the eleventh, I was still confused doing like working my engineering studies, and then suddenly I just think, no, 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 this is not for me. Like this okay. can be for me, but then this is not what I want to do. To to be honest, you were quite a brilliant student. You you ended up passing out with what ninety six percent or something. That's what that was another reason why people didn't want me to get into this. Like you are good at this, why you want to go to that? Well, It's difficult to convince. Oh, that is true too. Even even me, I was not. I didn't get ninety six percent at all. But I was mentally bright. People yeah, were like, "Why do you want to do that?" I was quite a good student. I didn't like for good performance into the examinations and all. But my teachers and my parents and my all the close relatives, they were they were double questioned. They were double guessing my decision to become a chef. They were like, "Oh, you it's not good. You won't earn any money. Exactly. You'd rather be yeah. You'd rather be a." You rather be an engineer. You'll 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 settle up in America. I, I then I had to decide. You know, I I wanted to choose like either either go to America and be an engineer, or do something which I like, be a chef. 
So, coming to CII, when did you choose to go into CII? So, basically when I was surfing through all the colleges, like when I decided, okay, I want to do this. So, I was surfing through the website, different websites and then I think it was my metal uncle who told me about CII. He came to know it from one of his chefs. Okay. So, that's when I looked up on the net. Okay. And I came to know about this college and then applied for the entrance stuff. Okay. And CII was a decision which I chose because I felt like it was one of the best colleges in India. Like, it, it is one of the best equipped colleges to teach culinary arts in India. But... Instead of doing hotel management which like most other colleges in India were offering, I decided to go into becoming a culinary uh, arts because I really wanted to be a chef. I, I think it's the same with you, right? You didn't want to do hotel management. Yes, exactly. Because my point wasn't like I didn't want to become a hotelier as such, I wanted to cook. You even wrote that uh, hotel management entrance exam, right? Yes, I wrote because there were many options at that time. Yeah. But then somewhere I just wanted to get into this college. Okay. And it happened. So that was the beginning. So coming back to your career. So right now where do you work? Right now I'm working as a CDP with Tatash uh, Deccan in Hyderabad. Okay. Um, yeah. Tatash Deccan in Hyderabad. It's a five star hotel in Hyderabad. Right? Yes, it's in yes. Banjara Hills. Yes, Banjara Hills road number one. Yeah, yeah, man. Many there's, there's so many Taj right? Opposite you have Taj Krishna. Yes, and just a few Deep kilometers down. is Taj Banjara. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, which which department do you handle? So, basically, like, I'm considered so basically only there, but then I hardly work in the kitchen now. It's more of managerial work, supervisory work, guest handling, okay. reports and all that. Okay. So, so I don't get to spend as much time as much time in the kitchen. Okay. Okay. That that's what happens when you go up the ladder as a chef, right? Yes. Yes. Sort of. So yeah. You have to take that into account. Yeah. You you this is managerial duties to be a chef and to be a cook are two different things, right? Yeah. So that's what basically I was saying. You need to train your like the people who work you work with. Oh yeah. That's true. Right now I am in the process of being a cook. I'm still learning my skills. No? I have not yet reached that managerial stage. Okay, no one reaches completely reaches that stage. Yeah. You learn every day. But it's just a different set of skills, both of it, and you need to know both of it. Okay, that's true. That's true. So, Tata, you are one of the most accomplished bakers, Patricia's, there was in our batch. Like, all of us looked up to you. Oh, no, no, there were many. <laughs> there, there were money, there were money, but you were one of the, you, you were like one of the few that was really good, that stood out, you know. Like we feel, like all of us looked up to you for the uh, bakery skills. Bro. Like you, you had so much patience in pulling it off. You had, you had those piping skills that everybody wants. And like, even like, I'll give an example. When Data was, Tata and I were doing training in the Obroy Grant. December, we had just joined the training. And Christmas decorations were happening. Like all the royal icings were being piped on the uh, yes. cookies, right? I remember that, right? The cookies, the cake on the cake, writing on the cake. The yeah. Messages. Yeah, so the sous chef calls me up. 
is like he gives me that royal icing piping and tells me to pipe on the cookies i i do my piping and it does not come out properly he's like oh it, you don't have it with you you go away go go do your nice monkey work you know it's your body you're chopping and chopping and cutting stuff and that's how it is piping man it's like dude is just as like just as experienced as i coming out of college so he's piping all that he's like so nicely he's piping that's why that's why i felt man this dude has got it in him you know maybe does the head start which i had to <laughs> like starting off early like i used to bake cakes and all even before joining college that's so but yeah that this college just helps to enhance all of it okay doing yeah. the right thing like, yeah. it helps in doing the right thing in the right way that's true man college even though we like to give a lot of flack to college the skills that i have today is because i developed them in college bro that's true that's true that's true so other thing about datta is that she is very secretive with his recipes man oh, i think like i've been sharing my recipes already now with people ha ha or can i still get your brownie recipe Yes, already uh, gave <laughs> it. Kendra has it, lovely has it. Yes, oh, has it. damn man, you actually been sharing your recipe, huh? Yes. yes. Remember, like, okay, nothing, nothing is a secret anymore. <laughs> how hard, how many times we had to beg for you to get your recipes out of you, man? It's too hard, man. So, as a chef, Datta, do you feel that you you are appreciated? As in. Right. As in, what what do you feel about your part in the hand-to-mouth chain? What I mean by hand-to-mouth chain is from the producer to the end, like end product is when we are giving out our products to the guest. Like as I said, we cook and we give it to the guest, and the guest is the one is the final destination of the product in the product chain. Like from from okay. from the farmers who grow the food to the vendors who get the food to deliver it to us, and we cooking the food. and then going out to the guests how do you feel about your part and what exactly do you want what exactly do you think is your part in the chain so basically what i would say is like we are the ones who are getting the raw materials hmm. so we need to see what we are getting is the colors of proper quality hmm. so that's the main thing and then obviously we need to perform our magic on it to present it to the guests in the best possible way <laughs> okay let's perform so, magic on that that's what our role is oh yeah that's true man that that's that's one of the roles that we play yes obviously and what else so i want to know do you want this recognition that chefs are getting do you want this uh, like chefs as a profession has become very famous around the world right now especially in india do you, do you feel that the recognition that we are getting is right like as our profession being called top or people telling chefs are all these arrogant people who scream and shout at all others i think that was more in the past i don't think chefs are arrogant anymore yeah. like it's now become like it's not people are looking up to chefs so they are no more like the back of the line they are working in the front and then what else the meeting guest like it's now more become and people were not really used to this profession earlier well you come so from people, a, didn't really people didn't really know what chefs used to do so quite recently that's true your perspective is different because you work in a hotel and i work in a restaurant 
and the chef life in a hotel is completely different from a chef life in a restaurant. Do you agree with yes, that? Yes, yes. Working in a restaurant and working in a hotel is like two complete, completely different ex- like experience. Yeah, that's true. So for you, uh, as a CDP, you go out, you're interacting with the guests. You're telling what what exactly do you do when you're interacting with the guests? It's like speaking to the guests about what they like and how they want a certain thing to be done. Like for me, I take cake orders. I speak to the guests about the flavors, what okay. we can do to make it better. Like okay. they have a certain thing in their mind. Okay. And then how we can enhance it or improvise on it. That's okay. what matters. Okay. Okay. So for me, for me, as a CDP in my kitchen, uh, I have seen other CDPs. I am not a CDP. I have seen other CDPs. We still working in the kitchen. We still doing our prep work. We are handling our ranges, and we we handle the section. They handle the section, but they don't they don't necessarily go and speak to the guests. In a restaurant, there is a there are restaurant managers in the front of the house staff. So so the the, the service guys and the, the restaurant manager, all of them. They are responsible to take care of the guests, and sometimes the sous chef or the executive chef wants to go out and interact with the guests. Then he can go out and interact with guests. But underneath the ladder, nobody else goes out to interact with guests, na? No? Yeah, but in hotels, like in hotels, usually you won't you won't see a CDP going out. But then I do meet with guests because I like I have been given the like the control over my department. Okay. So. Is there anything related to it? I'm the one who usually speaks to the guests, or even like our own staff for that matter. Okay, that's that's actually quite a big responsibility, man. Congratulations. So, man. Being, that's the good part about being in a small hotel, I think, oh. compared to a large larger property. So how how exactly how small is Deccan? Deccan is not that small. Deccan is still big. Small as in okay, so one fifty room property, but then these are luxury properties, the business property at the same time. Oh, it's a business property, right? Yes, yes. The the one opposite to it, that's business or luxury property. Yeah, that's a luxury property. Okay. So, Dutta, do you feel that as a chef, or in a chef life or a profession, do you want some changes so that we improve the lives of the chefs that work around us and we improve our lives too? Hmm. What I would say is, the people who enjoy this profession, I don't think. They really like think of yes. Obviously, there are things which can be better. Oh, so well, I think the first thing would be the respect of the profession and the pay which they get. That's true. So right. I think that is one thing which anybody would like to improve. Yeah. Any anybody uh, would like to improve how much they get in pay. Like yeah, pay and also the recognition. Like people still some people don't see it as a very good profession, especially in India. So, In India, especially yes. Yeah, I still get that uh, sneer from my relatives. You know, you're like, oh, you're like just like a glorified stuff monkey. Yes, yes, exactly one kind. <laughs> But it's true. That is true too. I'm a glorified stuff monkey. But I would like, I would like to get some recognition for it. Like yeah, that's what I said. So they need that recognition. Yeah, like what exactly? What kind of recognition do you want? Like if you want, if you had the chance to improve the chef profession, what kind of recognition that you would get? See, the one person can't get in that. It's like in general, society needs to accept this profession like easily. Like suppose if today a kid wants to be a chef, the parents don't agree easily. Yeah. So that's why it needs to come within the society. Like, like okay, it's a good profession. 
But also, I think parents are concerned at the same time regarding things such as work hours, then the life, so this is a hectic life. Mm-hmm. And then apart from that, the pay is also concerned for parents. They're like, how will you, how will you like survive when there's that and all that. But then a person was actually interested in it and they, like, they can easily be a part of it. First things first, you hit it off right off the bat, man. Like, pay is what, something that, uh, I feel like we should get paid a little bit more. Not a lot more. A little yeah. bit more. Exactly. It, would be, it would be nice for the amount of hours we work. But, apart from that, like hotels and restaurants, like, uh, other people are there to get paid also, right? As in, I don't get you. Like, you know, in a restaurant at least there's a low profit margin. Not, not, there's not yeah. a lot of profit being made. So I understand why people get paid less. So if you, if they want to get paid more, the food price has to go more, which means that the guests might not show up in the restaurant. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, costs involved in this profession. So that way, person who's running a restaurant needs to look at the overall thing and then, oh, and, 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 like, it ends up in the person making the food getting paid less. Hmm, that's true. So, Dutta, what what plans do you have for the future, man? Let's see, as of now, the current situation is difficult to plan something out, but then I wish to eventually open my own, like, bakery, competitory or something, but then, yeah, I'll wait for another two, three years, maybe. Did you, you, you did come to Lawan nearly two years ago, three years ago? No, two, 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 two years ago. Yeah, you came to Lawan, Lawan, I Lawan Fisher yes. uh, Academy in Bangalore, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. That was a good experience for you. You told me that was nice. Yeah, that was a nice interactive class which was there. So you improve your... You learn something new over there to improve your skills. Yes, and then I also did a chocolate factory in fact with you. Oh, yeah. That was good, man. Like, they changed the so name. That was again a new experience. Shout, shout out to Naviluna for chocolates. They make amazing yes, chocolates. Yes. Amazing chocolates, man. Uh, I remember we had like the entire process and then tasting the chocolates. Yeah, I never thought you could use idli grinders to make chocolate. Exactly, and then all Indian <laughs> flavors. Yeah, it's true. Indian flavors. Nice so in chocolate. Yeah, locally sourced beans. Beans like they had three varieties of beans. Yeah. One, uh, one coming from Karnataka, one coming from the Malabar coast, and one coming from Kerala interior. Right. Yes. Uh, it's good chocolates, man. Completely different taste of the chocolate beans also. Like the distinctive flavors are there. I was like corporate chocolate, dark chocolate, 72%, like nothing less than that. Oh yeah. Like, when I, when I got that chocolate bar home, and I gave my mom a piece of that pure Karnataka chocolate, like my mom loves chocolate, okay? She likes dark chocolate, there's always like a packet of chocolate at home. But when I gave my mom one piece of the chocolate, she took it and she said, eh, so bitter! <laughs> but that is what chocolate is. <laughs> I had to explain to her, you know, I had to explain it. Listen, it's different types of chocolate. There's, there's something called sipping chocolate, and this is what it is. You just, you don't eat a lot of it, you just take one bite, yeah. and you're like, you, 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 like, you take little bites of the chocolate and enjoy the taste of chocolate. Exactly. Exactly. Like, what's the bars I remember? <laughs> nice bars, right? Nice chocolate. Flavors like, yeah, flavors like Gondora, Lebu, and all that. Hmm. Man, like, working in Kolkata, it opened my eyes to so many new ingredients. And Gondaraj lime is one of that amazing ingredients which I never thought was. I never knew existed, man. 
Yeah, that's like one of the treasures of Bengal. Like you guys, you guys use it for everything. You put it in pani puri, pani man. Yeah, pani puri. Then even at home, like while having dal and rice, we just sprinkle some vanilla lemon lemon juice. Yeah, it's so fragrant. It's so amazingly fragrant, man. It's like it tastes almost like smells almost like coffee. It's close to that, like a close cousin. You can say coffee like, but yet different. Yet different. Very different. Coffee lamb, we use the lamb. We use the lamb. We are making chocolate for that. Yeah, bro. That, that is nice. You, you, you actually have a nice home bakery setup, you know? Yeah, I sort of invested. Like I started buying since I was in the ninth grade. Yeah, even even when you were in Kolkata, when we were doing our training, you used to like our hotel is right in front of New Market. How do you say this? Right in front of yeah. New Market, right? It's it's all new market. It's all new market. It's like smackdown in the middle. And exactly. you used to go out in your break time, go in, into nooks and crannies of new market, and you yeah, used to buy. Yeah, I used to buy all this. From there. Yeah, chocolate molds, uh, different colors of papers to imprint. Um, uh, yeah, chocolate baking, baking molds and all that. Yeah, transfer sheets. Quite cheap too, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I, I never ventured into. New market because I was scared. Like I will go inside, I will not come out, and even if I come out, I don't know where will I come out of. Yeah, it's a vast place. place. And and uh, other advantage that you had is you you are a Bengali dude. Like you you speak Bengali. Even though you're from Mumbai, you grew up. You are a Bengali. Right, yeah, I'm a Bengali. I grew up in Mumbai. You grew up in now in Mumbai, but you are a Bengali. For me, I I grew up in Bangalore. I I learned Bengal. Bengali in Kolkata, but I was still not confident of going into new market. Man, it looked damn shady to me, bro. To be honest, <laughs> for for me it was just the periphery. Go go to go to all those uh, chicken roll places and have the chicken roll. That's it. I was. Yeah. We miss the chicken roll and the what else? Puska. Man, I, I miss I miss so many things in Kolkata, bro. I miss the double chicken karti roll. Yeah, dude. I miss Kolkata biryani. <laughs> oh, that was so nice. I was like, oh, this is one of the best biryanis I ever had. People, people will say that you are an idiot to say that biryani has to have potato in it. But shit, man, potato and biryani actually goes really well, bro. And it's like more on the fragrance side. It's not like really spicy and all. What? Like very few spices, but it's very aromatic. It's very aromatic. You know, we, we, three hours in Hyderabad, we used to have biryani like four times a week. I used to have biryani at least like two times a week, you know. In hostel, somebody in the hostel was eating biryani every day. <laughs> somebody would order biryani every day, you know. Like in the hostel, you'd find somebody eating biryani somewhere. You'll go, you'll share with them. You get piles of biryani and you'll be in front of it. But it was like in Kolkata, the biryani was so completely different. I, I had new respect for that biryani after I came back to high school, man. Hyderabadi biryani, as, as much as I love Hyderabadi biryani, both are completely different. Like both, both, oh, both are completely different, and both both have to have unique, you know, for what they are. It's still biryani, exactly. it's still biryani, but it's completely unique, man. It's amazing. Oh, this COVID, this COVID crisis has engulfed us, and our professions are on the line, bro. Yeah, seems like everybody's gonna become a chef too. <laughs> <laughs> seems like, seems like all those Instagram posts of people cooking and people saying, "Wow, I can cook now," and I feel like they might not turn up at places to eat. 
<laughs> no, no, they were. I'm sure after that, we'll get to our beauty with like rushing to the restaurants and all these street hawkers and all selling food. They're like, give whatever you have. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Momo, Momo joints and all this. They're going to be flooded after this. <laughs> That's true. Uh, my, my, the place I work at, Sushi Man, it's operational. Chef, my boss, Chef Abhijit is the one, which is, is the only guy running that place right now because none of us have passes to venture out to go to work also. And okay. he's, and it's working really good, man. He's making, a, he's, he's getting a lot of orders every day, you know. Okay, so you're basically working alone there now. He's basically working all alone over there. I I feel kind of sad. I feel really sad to be honest. I, that I'm not able to go out. But the thing is, my mom and my dad in my house are scared. They're like, don't go out. I just had an accident, and I just recovered from it. And as soon as I recovered from my accident, oh, there's this coronavirus and there's a lockdown. I'm like, okay, man, like this this is kind of a different time right now. <laughs> something I never experienced before. So what's your what's your state of mind in this COVID atmosphere? You're back home, right? You work yes, in Hyderabad, but you're home. back home. I just came back on the on the a day before the oh yeah, twenty third I came back. Twenty fourth hmm. night the lockdown was announced. I was like, okay, good, I came back. Yeah, that's good. You at least have uh, you can at least stay at home and not worry about getting sick. Yes. I'm more about feeding it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I saw you. I keep seeing your post, man. You make really nice stuff. What did you make yesterday? You didn't see it yet. No, I saw that, but explain what you make yesterday. Okay. So it was basically a Lebanese meze platter, ah. which is both uh, hot and cold meze as a part of it. Okay. So starting with, I made two kinds of bread. So there was pita and there was... So you, had, you had lavash, you had hummus, then I didn't yeah. understand that potato. What do you call that potato? It's called, yeah, batata hara. Basically, just deep fried potato toss with some spices. Oh, it's like, uh, it's like potato cube fry. Yeah, potato cube. So just boil it and then fry it and toss it with some and those, olive oil, paprika, and garlic. And those pickle, pickled vegetables that you had. Yeah, pickled vegetables, three types of dips. Oh. And some chicken, which is a sweet stock. Just a lemon garlic chicken sort of. That's nice, bro. That's nice. You actually, we actually been cooking, you know. For me, the for me the first couple of yeah, for me the first couple of days in the lockdown was I was still mentally recovering from the accident. I didn't know how exactly my accident had happened. I I have no memory of my accident. What's the fun? Yeah, he told me about that. So I I was like, dude, probably I don't even know what happened. So I'm I was processing my accident. I didn't know what is happening. I was processing with my career. I thought, I thought maybe I should change my career. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is not the right thing. Why change your career? Oh no, it was just, it was just me not being okay, there. Okay, just a phase. Yeah, just a phase. I didn't really understand what's happening to me also. So after that, uh, I started panicking about my career because of COVID. You know, I was like, whoa, shit, will I be able to go back to work? Will there be work? Yeah, I think everyone is thinking about the same thing in our industry right now. That's true. Like when do we That's get true. back? This scene in India at least is not as grievous as uh, as what's happened abroad. Like in abroad, Europe, exactly. in Europe, in America. America is man, it's a shit show. Donald Trump saying you gotta drink, drink disinfectant. Disinfectant. <laughs> so let him let him get disinfected probably. <laughs> 
It's scary what's happening, man. Like restaurants which have been open for the past 20 years might close down apparently. They're just saying that and even like they're on delivery to cover up for the cost. Like delivery the to cover up charges, for the cost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the fixed cost and at least we'll get to like cover that up with doing the home deliveries. That, like, for God's sake, India has not been that serious. In India, the government has acted quick and has acted yeah, in, real, just on time. in a really positive manner. Like, Mumbai at least is a little scary. Dude, gotta be safe, bro. Don't go out. I'm not, like, it's not too, like, to that extent in Navi Mumbai at the moment, but yes. Yeah, Mumbai is kind of scary, bro. Mumbai shut like things are opening only on Mondays and then there's mm. a lot happening out there. Too many hotspots, all areas, fields. That is true. And all that. Okay, this I don't know. Mumbai is like I I've been seeing the news. I've been seeing that Mumbai people have been people are not as active as Bangalore. Bangalore people are still walking on the roads. Bikes are still moving around. Yeah, also to an extent, but yeah, it's less because the places are sealed up. Most of the places. That's true. That's, that's good. Get in, that's good. I, I think I feel that's good. Like at least we gotta open up. We gotta save the life than the economy, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's good that way. That's good. Cool. Yeah, thanks for what thanks for appearing on this podcast. My pleasure. Uh, my pleasure. I wish I wish you all the best for your future. Stay Same safe. Buddy. Same to you. Stay safe, bro. Shalom. And yeah. uh, kill it out there, man. That was the end of the second episode. I hope you all enjoyed it. Intro by Vaishak. Outro by Rajesh. Thank you and finally goodbye and have a nice day.